Hebrews the 11th chapter verses 32 to 35 New King James Version And what more shall I say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah also of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms worked righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouths of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong became valiant in battle turned to flight the armies of the aliens women received their dead raised to life again others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Bible before breakfast, Mildred King Sukumbo here. Good morning. I know this is coming late, but I could not let today pass without sharing with you Bible before breakfast. Because this month we're celebrating women and we're talking about how powerful and how precious women are. I know that a lot of lies have been told to women, especially in the church. We have been made to believe that God is some kind of chauvinistic being who only put women here on earth to serve men either as their slaves or as their servants. But that's not the God that I see when I look at his impact in the lives of women all throughout the scriptures. And so this morning, I was just reading Hebrews chapter 11, what we call the hall of faith. And even though many men were mentioned, somehow you cannot but see that God still stuck in, snuck in one woman or the other here and there, sparsely spread throughout Hebrews chapter 11. Now, even though I don't want to begin to pick out one by one the women that were mentioned i can't but mention at least two women that i see here let's look at verse 23 of hebrews chapter 11. it says by faith moses when he was born was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command and by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Now here we see one woman mentioned, and then when you come down later, it talks that from verse 30, it says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And then he says, what more shall I say? And he goes on to talk about Gideon of Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Talks of David, he talks of Samuel, talks of the prophets. And in the midst of all of that, he now talks about women. Verse 35 says, women received their dead, raised to life again. He says, others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection. 
So I've heard it many times painted and spoken of like God doesn't really care about women and we're just solutions. We're just solutions. We're just um, a part of the process of helping men to be great while women are just put there on earth to either serve them or just to be some kind of plaything. And women are told not to speak, not to lead, not to teach, not to preach. And people have just taken one little tiny scripture out of context and have run with it and have made not just Apostle Paul, but God himself seem like he's a chauvinist. Listen, this morning, I want you to take on the challenge that I have also taken on and which we will work together on in the coming days, which is to go into scripture and look at the many amazing women that were written of in scripture. Now, my question to you is, if we had a God who was chauvinistic, why would he mention women at all? And most of the women that were mentioned in the Bible were not necessarily mentioned because of their husbands. So they were not pastor's wives, in quote, like most women are today who are in ministry, simply because they are married to men in ministry. No, most of the women who were mentioned in scripture, and I challenge you to go and search for yourself, had something important about them that God wanted us to either be inspired by, to learn from, to emulate, or to avoid. So God will go through the process of sharing with us different amazing women in scripture. And listen, it will blow your mind how many women are in the Bible. Now, a lot of times we only focus on the really popular ones. But there are some silent heroes who are women. Interestingly, the Bible tell the Bible begins to mention to us some of these women over time. So if you read from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you are bound to find some women that will inspire you. Some women that will meet you at your level. There will be one woman in the Bible who God used to describe where you are right now. So it may be the woman at the well. It may be the adulterous woman. It may even be the woman with the alabaster box who's just yearning to pour everything that she has at the feet of the master. I know what your story is, but listen to me. There's someone in the Bible who has walked your journey, who has walked the path you're on, who has lived the way that you live. And God is not a God who makes mistakes. He's very, very intentional about what he's doing and how he does it. Anytime someone is mentioned in the Bible, it is God trying to show you something that you should do or something that you should not do. He's trying to show you a picture of yourself in scripture. He's showing you that you are this person. And you see, many years ago, I was so sickly. I was what you would call the woman with the issue of blood. I bled almost all year round except I was on medication to stop the bleeding and I remember 
that one morning I had been bleeding for so long and then one morning I remember waking up and reading the story about the woman with the issue of blood and how she heard about Jesus and how she touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. Honestly, I could not get past the fact that God knew that many, many years down the line, I would be going through the exact same situation and he decided to document it for me. Wow, isn't that a loving, intentional God? So many times people complain about how God and the church treats women. Not God. Maybe the church has missed it at some point in time. Maybe because we've had a patriarchal system for a long time. Maybe. But the truth is, God loves you as a woman. God celebrates you as a woman. God honors you as a woman. God has packed so much gifting in you as a woman. Do not let anybody lie to you. There's some woman in the Bible that you can identify with. If you are a leader like Deborah, she's right there showing you that you can be a leader, you can be a wife, you can be a prophetess, you can be submitted at the same time. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't have leadership roles and I'm just a housewife. Look at Jael. Look at her doing great and amazing things right in her house. She brought down the enemy of Israel with a cup of milk. Are you kidding me? Does it get any better than that? Let's look at Luke chapter 8, verse 1. And I'll read verse 1 to 3. I want to read to you the God's Word translation. It says, After this, Jesus traveled from one city and village to another. He spread the good news about God's kingdom. The twelve disciples were with him. Also, some women were with him. They had been cured from evil spirits and various illnesses. These women were Mary, also called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, whose husband Chusa was Herod's administrator. Susanna and many other women. Wow. And many other women. Right there. One, two, three, four words. Right there. Changes everything. And many other women. Yes, some people were mentioned, but everyone was acknowledged. He said they provided financial support for Jesus and his disciples. These women believed in Jesus and they walked with him and they were acknowledged. That's God in the flesh. It doesn't get more God than that. That's Jesus showing you that God recognizes the power of women. He made us. He knows what he puts in us. And so, do not let anyone make you feel like because you're a woman, you can't do great things for God. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Secondly, do not make anyone make you feel like because you are not married, you cannot do great things for God. That is an even bigger lie from the pit of hell. Was Apostle Paul married? No. Was Jesus married? No. Why are we having this conversation about marriage? But I've heard so many people try to bring women down and put them in a place where they think that you can only serve God when you have a wedding ring on your finger. By that time, your 
concerns will no longer be about the things of God. It will be about worldly things and how you may please your husband. So this morning, I want you to stop listening to the lies of the world. I want you to stop listening to things that you have assumed that you have heard over the years. And I want you to go into the scriptures. And let's do this together for the rest of the month. Let's look into the Bible and see the women that God mentioned himself. What can we learn from them? What shouldn't we learn from them? Whatever it is, listen. Take it upon yourself to go and search the scriptures for yourself. Walk through their shoes. Walk the path they walked. Listen for their thoughts. Meditate on what it must have felt like to be them. And see if the Holy Spirit will not open your eyes to even greater things. Let's take that challenge together, starting today. So open up your Bible and search for one woman that you can find in the Word of God and see what you can learn from her. And make sure you do it before you have any breakfast. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred. Kingsley of Hong Kong.